Hello, everyone, and welcome to Boston Balling. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut. Happy Tuesday. Um, I almost forgot what day it was, which uh, is bad, but I think sometimes it's hard to keep track of what day it is. So I um, hope everyone's having a good start to the week. Um, the weather has been super nice, uh, really nice today. It was really nice on um, the other day. So hopefully we're kind of turning that corner of um, starting to get warm weather up here uh, in uh, New England. So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, Appreciate everyone, um, you know, for uh, joining me for another episode. I'm really excited for this episode. It's going to be awesome. A lot of good hockey talk with um, playoffs right around the corner, um, wrapping up the regular season. Um, and so I'm really excited to introduce my guest that I have with me today. She's super knowledgeable about hockey, real, does really, really good coverage on Twitter um, and works for Bleacher Report doing NHL content there as well. Kaylee Allard, how are you doing today? Hey, Gabby, I'm great. How are you on this beautiful Tuesday? Like you said, the sun is shining, so that's all good here. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's pretty warm outside, and I'm like, okay, now we're fine. I think we're finally reaching the point where we can look ahead at be excited about the spring weather. Exactly, yeah. Like you said, we're nearing playoffs, so like the weather is starting to feel like playoffs too, so it has like that playoff feel in the air. <laughs> it's so true. That's so true. It has like that vibe kind of now. You know? Exactly. You know, we're like turning that corner. Yep. yep <laughs> no I'm longer in the winter anymore. Like no longer regular season. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you um joining me on the show. Um, I'm really excited to have you. Um, there's a lot we I definitely want to get into with you. But first, can you just tell everyone kind of a little bit about yourself, um, how you got involved in um working with Bleacher Report and kind of what you do there. Yeah, for sure. So I've always been a massive Bruins fan, massive hockey fan. Um, those that follow me on social media know my other allegiances and nobody is happy about that. But I know this is a Boston podcast, but I kind of have to preface that always. So I'm from Connecticut and some of us are very weird there. So I'm also a Yankees and Giants fan. So um, I suffer because of it. My life would have been so much easier if I was an all Boston sports fan. But that is not how things worked out for me growing up in Connecticut, unfortunately. Unfortunately, but hockey is my number one love. Like I would choose the Bruins over everything. Um, I love the city of Boston. It is honestly my favorite city, but I live in New York City now for work. So I'm, I'm definitely um, on the rival side, but I will always rock my Bruins stuff. So yeah, so always been a um, huge hockey fan. Um, I started on Twitter like probably over a decade ago and was just always tweeting about the Bruins and hockey and stuff. And honestly, um, once I grew my Twitter following and I started writing articles and doing a podcast, um, I guess that's kind of how I got recognized. And um, Bleacher Report did reach out to me and said that they've seen my content and asked me to apply to their open position. So I'm an app programmer for them. So I do all their NHL content in the mobile app. So any alerts you get from the app that's NHL related. Um, that's my job as well as uh, curating all the NHL stuff in the app. So um, I basically get to watch hockey for a living. So I have no complaints there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, that's like always nice, like getting paid to do something you'd be doing on your own time anyway, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like tonight, watching those games as it is. Yeah, like I'll, I'll be working tonight and I'll be watching the Blues and Bruins. So really, really good deal here. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, yeah, exactly. How could you complain about that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I that's that's a really cool story and that's why I feel like people 
underestimate like how much social media can actually do like on Twitter and everything like that. Like if you grow a following and you're putting good content out there, like people will notice that stuff. And I feel like people don't always think about that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like you have your parents saying like, oh, like social media is not a job, like go to college. And like, while that may be true, like it's not as true anymore. So you can definitely, um, you know, gain a living, look at all these TikTok stars even, and it, it's very possible. So never give up if that's your goal. <laughs> yeah. See everyone to take that advice for sure. It's it's like, yeah, it's like, how do you um like, you know, like you just have to kind of continue to be yourself and put your content out there and then people might notice it. You know what I mean? Like important people who work in the industry and everything like that. Yeah, all you never know who's watching. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's definitely a really, really good advice um, for people out there. But yeah, that's great. It seems like you really enjoy it, which is good. And it's always good to find something that you enjoy doing, you know? Yeah. But what do they say? Do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. So it's true. <laughs> exactly. That's so true. Yeah. I mean, I love your content for sure. You definitely are really knowledgeable about hockey. So I'm really excited to kind of have you on here, get your perspective on the Bruins and kind of on um, the season overall. Um, so yeah, in terms of that, speaking of that, like what are kind of your thoughts on generally how the season has gone this year based on what you've seen from the team? Yeah, I'm very pleasantly surprised. Um, not saying that I thought they were going to like tank and be like a uh, miss the playoffs team, which I definitely did not think, but I did not think they would be doing as well as they've been doing um, compared to the rest of the division. Um, like, e like the Bruins are neck and neck with Tampa right now, which if you told me that was possible, I'd be like, no way. Cause Tampa has gotten the best of us in most recent years. And obviously they're, back-to-back -back Stanley Cup champions. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like the beginning of the season was definitely a struggle. I was a little bit worried. Um, it was weird with Tuca not being there, and I was a little bit concerned because I love Swayman and Allmark, but I wasn't sure if they were up to the task as much as Tuca would have been. So I was definitely – and that's no bias, even though I love Tuca <laughs> to death. Like, I still love our goalies now. Like, they are the future. They're amazing. They have the best goalie hug in the league, the only goalie hug in the league. Yeah, I love them. So, yeah, so I was just a little bit nervous about Tuka not being there. And then, as we all know, he came back, uh, was a little shaky, and then got injured and retired. So that was another, like, anxiety-inducing thing for me because I was like, okay, we got our starter. He's going to lead us into the playoffs. Like, this is huge for us because, again, not sure how Swim and Ulmark will match up in the playoffs. We're definitely going to find out, though definitely a playoff team they can clinch tonight so um the beginning of the season was very like scary for me I was like I don't know what the future of this team holds like I do not know we're trending in a weird direction are we going to miss the playoffs like I was thinking that and I usually try to be positive but then they had that huge uh winning streak in the beginning of January um the secondary scoring really came to light and everyone you know all the lines were doing great like it wasn't just the first line the perfection line quote yeah. that they like to call it but no real Bruins fan calls it that so the first line you know was not the only line doing all the scoring which is what the Bruins faced as an issue for so long so once that started happening you know right now the second third fourth line is performing you know we got our big defenseman with Lindholm even though he's injured 
let's hope he's back tonight. But I feel like everything has finally come full circle, especially after the trade deadline. So I am pretty optimistic, not saying this is a Stanley Cup team, but I'm pretty optimistic for how they look right now and how they could match up against the other uh, teams in the division so far. Yeah, I'm definitely with you. I mean, it definitely was a surprising season this year in a good way, because obviously going into this season, we didn't really know where they were going to stand relative to the rest of the division. And I think, you know, like you mentioned before, that depth has been huge with the other lines really stepping up. And I think that's something that um, going into the playoffs is really going to help them because, you know, we're not used to seeing that much depth really and that much contribution from other lines on this team. And so I feel like, you know, looking at like the third line, even that fourth line, like, that's been a huge difference for this team this year, in my opinion, that I feel like is going to be um, m- massive going into the postseason. Yeah, absolutely. Like that, the like 11, 12, 13 line with like Frederick, uh, Smith, and Coyle, they've been performing so well. And then obviously it's been so nice to see Jake DeBrusque. Um, I know he's on the first line, so that's really the bump that he needed. I'm so happy that he's doing well. I know he doesn't want to be here. I'm really hoping he changes his mind because, uh, you know, he's he seems like a great kid. He, he really wants to do well, and that's why he – wanted to leave in the first place because he wants to do well somewhere else. And I don't think he felt like things were meshing in Boston, but this guy is like, I think he has like seven goals in his last seven games. Or yeah, something. He's, been, he's he has, been unbelievable. He's on a play streak. I know that. So like, I hope that continues tonight. And um, yeah, it's been great to see him on the first line. I'm glad they bumped pasta down to the second line. Cause you know, you can't be too top heavy. Like, yeah, the perfection line is great, but not when, you know, no one else is scoring. So I think that change really bumped them too. And I hope however far they make it into the playoffs that DeBrusque has some big moments as well. Yeah, for sure. And it's almost like he asked for that trade. And then all of a sudden, like it was just like a snap of the finger. Things changed for him because like, obviously, like you said, at the beginning of the season, he really wasn't playing that well. And it was kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe this just isn't the place for him. Like maybe a new environment would be beneficial for him. So then he asked for that trade. Obviously, um, Bruins fans kind of um, still to this day kind of uh, don't like him for that, Um, which like I kind of get it because it's like, yeah, I mean, if he doesn't want to be here, like we don't want him here either. But I do think like, you know, as time has passed, he's gained more confidence and he's been able to play a lot better. And I think he started figuring things out. With this team, so you have to wonder if at the end of this season, based on how far they go in the playoffs, if he still wants to leave after that or if he um, wants to stay here. Because I do feel like he's been huge for this team, as much as some people won't admit that. Um, He's been a difference maker. The last, really, I'd say even month or so, he's been, like, huge. And so I think um, having him here, like – I think that would actually be kind of significant if he doesn't want to be here anymore after this year, that would kind of be a significant loss based on how he's contributed as of late. Absolutely. Yeah. I would be so happy if he decided to say, but also like I want the best for him. And if that's not what he wants, then Bruins just have to deal with it and move on. But it is frustrating, like seeing him say like, Oh, I want out. And then he's just like lighting it up left and right. Cause now I'm like, no, like now we need you. You can't leave now. Like, don't do this to us. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, wait, so like you said you wanted to leave, but you're doing so well here, like helping us out. Like, I don't want you to leave now. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, and I think um, 
to kind of go off of what you said earlier, I think Swayman has had a has had a great season. And I think obviously, you know, he's still young. So he still um, has a lot of room for growth and everything like that. But I do think overall, I like what I've seen from him. And that kind of helped me cope more with the Tuca news afterwards, because just seeing him be able to succeed and knowing like this kid is the future of this team, like being able to know that they're in good hands in terms of goalies, it has to be a little bit reassuring. And it's like, obviously it's not going to be the same without Tuca, but knowing we already have someone as talented as Swayman, who's been having the season that he's had to kind of start to fill those shoes. And, um, you know, he has exposure in big games now too, which will make me feel better about um, the playoffs and, um, you know, him and his presence. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what Bruce Cassidy does, um, whether he wants Allmark to be the starter or Swayman. Yeah, um, even Allmark, the past few games, has been like the difference maker. And he's been he awesome against know, Tampa. Yeah. That he, Tampa, he was unbelievable. Yeah, he even on a Sunday when they unfortunately lost to Washington, um, he was one of the only reasons that the Bruins were still in the game and it wasn't a blowout. So That's he true. had a great he had a great game. Uh, he's been looking really I mean, when either goalie is in, you don't feel like nervous. You're not like, oh boy, like Swayman's in or oh boy, all marks in. Like no one really says that. And I think Bruins fans have been very spoiled in that aspect for over a decade now, dating back to Tim Thomas and Tuca being the goalie duos. Like, when can you confidently say the Bruins have had bad goaltending? You really can't. And um, that's why I defend Tuca so hard because I'm like, you guys need to actually look back on the past 10 years and see how spoiled the Bruins have been. Like, yes, Thomas won the cup in 2011. Um, Yes, he was great, but he was only great for that period of time. That was like his 15 minutes of fame. And then he dipped and he was like, all right, bye. And then Tuca comes in and then leads the team to two more finals in 2013 and 2019. Like, yeah, they didn't win, but it's like you got there. Like how many teams even get there? So it's just I I don't think people realize how spoiled, not just Tuca wise, but how spoiled that this fan base has been having this great goaltending. I mean, look at the Maple Leafs. They're a great team this year. And as Bruins fans, we don't want to admit that. They could be a threat in the playoffs, but their goaltending is not good. And that is going to be something that might send them on a first round exit again. But that is not something the Bruins have to worry about. And for that, we should be very thankful. So. It's so funny. It's always the same conversation with with the Maple Leafs because it's like, oh yeah, once again they probably will be an early playoff. <laughs> so it's just kind of yeah. funny that you that you said that because that's just kind of always how it is with them. But yeah, that's a really good point though. And I think you know people like to pick apart small moments of Tuca's career, like oh in the finals in 2019, like he did this and he wasn't good here. And it's like okay, like yeah, that's a small like moment you're picking out to say okay yeah he was a bad goaltender but it's like you have to look way past that and realize like no the guy actually had a good career you know what I mean and like he did so much for this team and it's like people have a hard time I think like looking at like the overall picture and they like to pick out like certain moments and be like oh yo he sucks you know what I mean and like I feel like that's just kind of how Bruins fans are um sometimes and I mean 
even with the goaltending situation now, it's like, yeah, at the beginning of the season, I wasn't, I was nervous for Omark because um, he was, he did show some struggles earlier on, but as of late, he's really turned that around. And if we get this version of Omark, um, you know, for the rest of the season and into the playoffs, then we're, I think we're in good shape with either goalie, no matter who starts. And that's what I think I really like is, you know, he showed showed glimpses of this earlier, but it was always to me earlier on in the season. I felt more confident with Swayman. Um, but as of late, it's like he's gained more and more confidence from people, I think. And that's really good because now I feel like um, Bruce Cassidy could go to either. And I feel like I would feel comfortable with either one, which is a great situation to be in, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head and I, you know, it's hard to see this team as a first round exit team, because I feel like they have surprised a lot of people and they are so well rounded right now. And I feel like, like they beat Tampa, but they lost to Detroit. Like I can't figure them out really. Like I'm trying to think of who is going to be their biggest threat in the playoffs, but I'm like, I don't know because this team doesn't make sense. I never know what they're going to pull out of their sleeve. Like I expected to lose to Tampa and then beat Detroit and Washington, but they did the opposite. I'm like, that you expect them to beat that they should be beating or what some of their like biggest losses have been. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, is that a good thing considering they're going to be playing good teams in the playoffs like Tampa or like, I don't know what to think. So it's like, um, yeah, so it's going to be an interesting playoffs. Um, I think they could make it to the second round. Um, but like last year, I don't know if they have what it takes to make it further. It's just all going to depend what the layout is and who they're playing. So, yeah, I mean, they did play really well all season against Tampa this year. So that yeah. I feel like is a good sign um, from that standpoint. It's like they just had Tampa's number this year. So that's, nice. that's a pretty good time because obviously that Tampa team is really, really good. And now they're neck and neck with them. And obviously, like you said before, the big win streak that the Bruins went on, it was a huge like boost um, for them. Um, but it's in those standings, but it's, it's just crazy to me how much they dominated Tampa this year. Like they were close games for the most part, but the, um, except one, one game that they kind of blew out, uh, the lightning, but for the most part, they've been like pretty competitive, close games, but the Bruins have just beaten them which I think is really good. Yeah, absolutely. And Tampa is usually, you know, a lot bigger, a lot stronger, better defense. So, you know, defense was a huge, huge uh, struggling point for the Bruins for so long as well. So to be able to match up so evenly with them is a really good sign. My only concern uh, in the future would be, you know, in the, the playoffs is a whole different animal. Like, yeah, you can, you can beat a team in the regular season, but once playoff hits, all bets are off. I feel like just teams are, you know, in grind mode and it's like just everything changes. Like the pace changes, the physicality changes. So that would be my only worry because it's happened before where teams, any team has easily beaten a team in the regular season, but then they play in the playoffs and like they collapse. So I think, I mean, I think that was like Bruins Islanders last year. Like I cannot believe the Bruins got eliminated by the Islanders I was so to their play this year to see how the Islanders are playing. And even the Canadians, they went to the final last year and they've already been eliminated from playoff contention. So playoffs is just an entirely different conversation. So I hope the Bruins can really gear it up then. 
It's so true. It's just such a different game. Like nothing that happened during the regular season matters once you get to the playoffs. It's like, oh yeah, you might have beaten this team a lot this year, but it's like, okay, they might show up as a completely different team in the postseason. And we know how experienced Tampa is in the playoffs too. So a team like that, it's like, you know, if they get hot, I don't think anybody would want to play them because we all know how good that that team actually really can be. And with their experience, they're they're more experienced than some of the other teams too. And so I think that's going to work in their favor. I think obviously, you know, the Bruins have the playoff exposure too, but it's, it's just, it's going to be tough. There's going to be, there's some tough teams out there. And I think, you know, like you said before, I'm feeling pretty good as of now and how they're playing right now going into the postseason, but it's just, it's, it's so much different. And it's, it, that's why it's so hard to predict. And that's what makes it so fun though, because one team could just click and then um, like right when they need to, and then they could just go all the way. You know? Yeah. That's why I love playoff hockey because I don't think people realize how, you know, fast and just absolutely absolute chaos it is. Like, I feel like you can judge other sports playoffs a lot better and predict it a lot more when it comes to the NHL. Like, you know, people ask me like, oh, what's your prediction? Like, and when I make my bracket, like I always do a playoff bracket and I'm so wrong. I'm never even close. Like, I think, oh yeah, last year, my Stanley Cup final, no joke, was the Golden Knights and Panthers. (laughs) And I'm dead serious. And I like thought it through. I'm like, yeah, like the Panthers are going to make it. They're a wagon this year and they are again this year. And the Golden Knights were great last year too, um, before they got rid of Furry. (laughs) And um, so yeah, that was my bracket last year. And the the Panthers were out first round and I think the Golden Knights lost second round. So it's like, you, it's so hard to predict. It, It baffles me when people Uh, get their brackets right I'm like hockey is just so hard because it's so fast it's so unpredictable it's a game of inches like it's just crazy and that's why we love it it's so true and then obviously injuries are a factor too like who's going to stay healthy um down the line but that is that is so true it's just such like it that's why it's such a fun game you know because anything could change like in seconds really which is like super cool um every second of the game counts and it's like yeah and with these longer series it's like you know, one team could just gain all the momentum and then just win that series. And it's so hard to really know. So that's why it's so hard to predict it. But it makes it a lot more fun, though, for sure. Yeah. Um. What did, so what did you think of the trade deadline? I know they obviously in the trade deadline, they went out, they addressed what was their biggest, you know, weakness, which was defense. But in general, were you happy with the move? Do you think they should have done more at the trade deadline? Or do you think that what they did was enough? Yeah, so at first I was upset because I feel like it's the Bruins fan in me, you know, like, oh, Don Sweeney, like, he didn't do enough. He should have got this. He should have got that. Uh, He should have got Max Domi. Like, we need a center. Like, and honestly, like, once I processed it, sat back, watched the team play as they are now, I was like, you know what? Like, I think they did just enough. Like, it wasn't, you know, a big super big name or a super big splash but it doesn't have to be like you don't want to overpay for someone you don't want to grab someone just because they are a big name and you don't you know you have to work with the cap situation and um Lindholm is so far proven to be really great paired with Charlie McAvoy um so he has been making some great defensive plays it's great to see him out there um so yeah I think he was a great pickup I think the only thing is it's a bit of a long contract at eight years so I don't know 
Yeah. So like the, but at the same time, they were able to give him such a cheap yearly salary because it's a longer term. So I can see, you know, why they wanted to go that direction with it. Um, but so far, I'm happy with it because, um, you know, like I said, he's been playing well, and that was one of their biggest needs. And he's a bigger dude. And in order to match up against those bigger teams, you need to be bigger. So I feel like it was definitely um, a great pickup. Um, I, you know, you don't want to do too much. And especially like I know people are saying one of the biggest needs after Krejci left was a second line center. But um, Eric Halla has slotted in in that spot and he's been doing great. So um, he's been scoring and, you know, he's I mean, he's not David Krejci, who is, but. Uh, yeah, nobody is, but <laughs> yeah, like that's just really not a need that I feel like they need to address anymore. And I feel like Don Sweeney sensed that and he did the right thing by not overpaying, you know, not getting anyone too big and having to give up too much. So he did just enough by bringing in a good solid defenseman to play alongside Charlie McAvoy. And of course, he's injured right now, but I heard that he skated this morning. So fingers crossed that he's good, good to uh, play that's tonight. Promising. That's promising. Yeah, for sure. And with, um, yeah, no, you put that really well too. And I think with Lindholm, it's like, yeah, I mean, obviously the longevity aspect of the contract is something to kind of watch out for, but I think, you know, he's exactly what the Bruins needed and that he is a, he is a difference maker on that defense, I feel like. And that's something that they obviously was a glaring weakness going into the trade deadline. And I think, you know, when they brought him in, I was like, okay, yeah, that's like a solid move. Like this is somebody who actually really will make the defense better you know, um, and it's not like just obviously like, you know, Don Sweeney had already said like to not expect like a huge splash at the trade deadline. You know what I mean? Like he kind of came out and said that. So I didn't think that he would do a lot of like massive moves. I did at, at that time at the deadline, I was like, oh, I wonder if he's still going to try to pursue a second line center because I feel like that's still kind of something that um might be needed, but nobody really thought that Hollow was going to show up and play the way he's playing. I mean, I certainly didn't. And so it's like, he really has stepped into those shoes and the way, I mean, he's on fire right now. And so like the way he's playing now, if we get that, then yeah, they wouldn't have, then that makes that non move at the deadline, like lack of a move for a second line center, like not matter anymore because um, he's really been able to fulfill that role in the way that we need him to. And um, you know, at the deadline, I was like, oh, I wonder why he didn't try to get a second line center. But, you know, Hall has been having like, you know, the the last couple months, really, he's been great. So it's like it's fun to watch him. And I'm I'm really happy for him being able to contribute and um, be a difference maker in that spot, because I know that was something that a lot of Bruins fans were hoping that they would address at the deadline. Yeah, definitely. It's good to have like that depth scoring. Like I said in the beginning, like, you know, it's not just the first line scoring, you know, we have like, if you look, I always compare it to the 2011 Bruins, obviously, because that was the best team we've seen in uh, recent years, clearly. But look at look at that uh, lineup. They had four rolling lines. It wasn't just the first line, you know, scoring even the Merlot line, which was the fourth line of Thornton, uh, Campbell and Paye. They were just grinders like they would score. They would hit. They would fight like they were everything. And that is how you build a Stanley Cup winning team. It's not just because of your first line. It's because of the depth you have, your secondary scoring, you know, your your big defenseman, your strong defenseman, your smart defenseman. So I feel like the Bruins really are 
trending in such a good direction. Like I, I just wish the division in the East wasn't so stacked because I, I, I could genuinely confidently say that this team could have a very good shot at a deep run. It's just those other teams that scare me. Like I definitely think the Bruins are a great team. It's just like, can they beat them? Can they beat them? Can they beat the Hurricanes? Which I think be, the Bruins would play them in the playoffs if it started today which scares me. <laughs> so yeah, I know that's the whole thing too, is it's like these matchups like might not exactly work in the Bruins favor. Yeah. So just nervous about that, but I, I really feel very confident in this team. Um, you know, they do have some fluke games. They've had a couple of them recently. The Sunday game against Washington kind of sucked. They looked kind of flat, but it happens. Your team's not going to be perfect. I just really hope they clinch tonight. It would be nice to get that win over the blues, especially after, you know, what happened in 2019, because I'm still not over it. And they also <laughs> took Tori Krug from us. So I really don't like them. So I really, want to clinch the playoffs with a win over St. Louis tonight. I know, right? That would be super nice. Like, I feel like a loss against them would just be like, of all teams, everybody would be like, really? Like, on a night that we could have clinched the playoffs and of all teams, like St. Louis are the ones that ends up beating us and keeping us from doing that today. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like that would happen, I feel like. But no, I think you're right. I mean, I feel like um, you would look at teams like Tampa the last couple of years and how much depth they really had. And that's how you knew, like they were just a better team than the Bruins. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we, we, everybody knew like the, the Bruins did not have a chance against Tampa in the playoffs last year. It's just, they didn't have as nearly as many pieces, you know what I mean? And they just didn't have that contribution from other lines really. And Tampa just was a solid team, a deep team too. And they were just more physical and it was just kind of, you you was looked at a team like that and you were like, yeah, they're just a better team than the Bruins. But now people aren't really saying that as much. Now the Bruins are a lot more competitive with teams like that. And it's like, okay, so this is really promising. The question is the consistency thing for me still, like, are they going to be able to um, maintain this level of play going into the playoffs when everything's kind of a different game and it's more serious. Like it's great that we're getting that contribution from those other lines now, other than that first line, but it's like, are they going to be able to keep that up in the postseason? is what I'm wondering. Yeah, that's a big question. Cause they, you know, they, like you said, they have the depth now they have the scoring now, but it's like, can they match up with the other scoring or the, like, that's why the hurricanes scare me a lot. Cause I feel like they are a big offense, like not, they don't scare me physically or like size wise, but they scare me because they're such a good offensive team. Like, I feel like they could easily put up six on the Bruins if, you know, not everyone shows up. So the hurricanes do scare me. Um, honestly, one of the scarier teams. And that's, like I said, that's who the Bruins would play if the playoffs end today. Um, so yeah, but I also know the Bruins have beaten them in the playoffs in past years. So you just, you just never know. Like we said, it's so unpredictable. Like if you're going off the past, then yeah, we could probably beat them. But if you're going off what's going on right now, they would probably beat the Bruins. So it's just such a toss up. I know, right? And that, and, and I do think obviously matchups, like you said, are, are a huge thing. It's it's all a matter of like who they play, and I feel like a first round matchup um, could be really, really tough. So it's like the Bruins are the type of team I feel like now where they could be a first round exit depending on who they play. Or they could actually go pretty deep into the playoffs, again, like depending on who they play, but also how consistently they're playing. Because I do think when they're playing their best hockey, they are one of the best teams. Um, and I think that they can compete with anyone, really, if they're playing their best. But that is, again, like a big if, because we've seen games where they just look completely sloppy. 
you know what I mean? Like, and they just um, are just not playing well. Um, or even in games where they are playing well, sometimes they'll go through like small periods where they're just um, sloppy and like that kind of needs to be um, cleaned up. But th those are types of things. Those are more like little things that I think can be cleaned up um, before the playoffs start. But th some of these teams, yeah, like you said, some of these teams in the East are just really, really tough. It's just a tough, tough division. Yeah, honestly, I keep telling people if the Bruins were to play a Western team in the first round, like if that were possible, that they would probably win the cup. Like if they did not have to face the Hurricanes or the Lightning or even the Maple Leafs or any of these stacked teams, I totally believe they could go to at least the final the like the Eastern Conference final or the Stanley Cup final because the West like it's not fair like <laughs> they have like a couple good teams out there like the Flames are actually so good right now um that would that they're a really good team um the Oilers are pretty good obviously they have McDavid and Drysaddle so like you just have a couple good teams sprinkled in the West but that's about it like whoever's the best in the West like I would say I would say Avs Oilers Flames are probably like your main threats in the West but I. Still Still even feel like the Bruins could beat them easily, but it's just it's just the matchups and in the depth uh, between all of those teams. But whereas the East, it scares me. So I I keep telling people not that it matters because it's not possible. But I'm like, if we could just play West teams, we would win the cup. So <laughs> like, can we just fix the schedule so that happens? Yeah, can we just change the rules so the Bruins <laughs> could win the cup? Like, like just just for scared. just for this year, like just like now, like just just change it temporarily, just so like it favors the Bruins so that they can win. You know? Exactly. <laughs> um, one other thing, though, that I that um, I will say is like before this season, going into the season, even I feel like it was one of the narratives was the Bruins are in win now mode. Like they need to win now. Like, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you have players that aren't going to be here much longer, like Patrice Bergeron. It's like that's going to be sad. Like, you know, when he leaves and everything like that, it's just it's. So, yeah, you do have those veteran players that it's like, okay, yeah, like we don't know how much longer we're going to have with him type thing. And obviously before the season, nobody knew what the situation was going to be with Tuca and all of that. So there was like a lot of question marks there. Um, but now like seeing some of these younger guys play, like you have to be excited about the future of this team too. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like these guys are getting exposure now that it's – I feel like people, myself included, like – feel a lot better now than before the season in terms of the future, because that was a big question mark going into the season too. I feel like. Yeah. Plus the Bruins prospect pool is not great. Uh, they don't have a good farm system. Um, they don't have good young guys in the system to begin with. So it's a little bit nerve wracking thinking about the future. And that's why, you know, I mean, how long have we been saying it? We've been saying it since probably 2019, you know, the window is closed or the window is about to close. Yeah, so yeah. I truly think I've said it pretty much every year, but I truly think this year is like it, like you got to do it or, or that's it. Cause who knows um, what the off season is going to bring, you know, there's free agency. I don't know how many guys we're going to be able to keep, who's going to stay, who's going to go, who's like, it's just, there's a lot of question marks. I don't know Bergeron's future. Like yeah, this could literally be one. it. This could be our last time. Like let that sink in. This could be our last time watching Patrice Bergeron suit up in the playoffs for the Boston Bruins. Number That's one, I'm going to blow my eyes out. <laughs> I will never get over this. <laughs> and number two, how are you going to win a cup without him at least for the next 
five, six, seven, like this, we're, we are entering a rebuild. So yep. you either do it now or we might not see it for a very long time. And it's already been a decade since they've won their last cup. So people are hungry for scary. it. It's very, yes, it's very scary and it's very depressing. Yeah. I mean, for sure. And it's like, we could be looking at a completely different team next year, which is really weird to like, think about, like there could be so many different players here, depending on what happens, you know, during free agency and some of these guys and all of that, and just the unknowns with this team. Um, So I think, yeah, you know, obviously it's, it's, this is the type of situation now where it's like, yeah, we could be dealing with a rebuild for the next, like, you know, few years, probably even longer. Um, And it's like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of young talent on this team that I've been happy to, be able to see and like um are going to probably be like big contributors in the future but it's not like they're going to lose Patrice Bergeron and can be in a position to win the whole thing next year like you know what I mean like that's not going to be that's not ideal um so it's like yeah I mean that and that's the other frustrating thing about this year I think too is it's like do they have the capability of doing it yeah I, I definitely do think they do like they are one of the most talented teams in hockey right now I think that they um potentially could go all the way but again, like you said, like there's just so much depth and so much talent in the East right now. And it's just like, it's just unfortunate, like those matchups. And I feel like obviously, you know, like Tampa, the last couple of years, like really set the bar. And then everybody in the East decided to step up, made some, like some of these teams made some really good moves in the off season um, to improve. And so, and then, you know, you have teams like the Rangers who are just had a phenomenal season this year too. And it's like, um, it, Teams like that, too, it's even like, yeah, I think that would be an interesting matchup to see the Bruins play the Rangers in the playoffs. That could be kind of fun Um, because those are those two teams, I feel like, are like pretty evenly matched. And it's like when we played the Rangers this year, obviously the Bruins kind of struggled against them. But I think that that could be a different situation in the postseason if they were to face them. Yeah, plus uh, they have their young goalies, you know, with Shesterkin, and he's amazing. Like, he's in the Hart Trophy conversation, so he's incredible. But um, I remember the last time the Bruins played the Rangers, it was like a nine-round shootout. So that just shows you. That's right. I almost forgot about that. That game was crazy. Yeah, it was chaos. But to me, that's a good sign because it's like, hey, we can hold our own with your shooters, and we can hold our own with the goaltending. So you guys want to bring in Shesterkin? We'll bring in Swayman or even Allmark like because Shesterkin is their main guy but I know Georgiev I think that's how you say his name their backup um he struggles more um whereas I feel like the Bruins are pretty even between Swayman and Allmark like like I said I feel confident with either one of them playing um but yeah I feel like the Bruins can easily match up with the Rangers and I I was at the Black Friday game this year when uh the Bruins lost to the Rangers and Panarin threw his glove at Marshan so um they also lost that game but they it was you know that Black Friday game was total fluke game it was one of those games where the Bruins just look flat yeah it was nothing at all yeah, it was like nothing really major that concerned me. I was like, all right, this is just one of those dumb games where they're not showing up. The offense isn't showing up. Like it was frustrating. But that shootout game, which was most recently, like, hey, like we held the best goalie in the league literally at the time to a nine round shootout and kept scoring on him. So, you know, it's promising. I, I wouldn't mind playing the Rangers. Plus, who doesn't love a New York and Boston matchup? So, yeah, right. And it's like all the people who are like, fans of your other teams are probably Rangers fans. And so that's like probably interesting for you too on like social media and stuff. Cause you're like part of the Boston fan base, but you're also part of like the New York fan base. You know what yeah. I mean? It's funny. Cause everyone always asks me like, 
who I think is worse and like fan base wise. Cause I, I've, I've been like a fan of these teams since birth. Like I've experienced both sides. I'm around New York fans. I'm around Boston fans. And I'm like, they're both terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Can be ignorant and crazy and like rude. And like, it's just like, I I cannot pick a side because they, I I say they both suck and I'm on both sides and I'm like, they both suck. Like even Bruin fans. I'm like, some of you fans are just crazy. So (laughs) that (laughs) is so funny. Yeah. Everyone's like, so like, you know, like who's the better, like fan experience? Like who do you like more? I'm like, neither like <laughs> both both fan both sides of the fan bases i'm like stop please just stop all of you <laughs> that's so funny yeah like i just i can't talk to any of you right now that is yeah. so funny. um how did that even happen though like how did you become a big bruins fan but then it kind of became new york for everything else i've always been curious about that oh yeah i i don't mind telling the story because i trust me i gotta ask like all the time, really. time. So yeah. no, trust me, I'm used to it. Like I get it. But um, born and raised in Wallingford, Connecticut, which a lot of people don't know where that is. But I always tell people it's in New Haven County. So kind of in the New Haven area of the state, which is closer to New York than Boston, like we are technically on the New York side of the state. Um, whereas, you know, like, the, but in Connecticut, it is so split. Like, there's really no designated map of like who likes what teams. But um, yeah. I'm from Connecticut too, so it's like I, I definitely can relate. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were from Connecticut. Where? Yeah, I grew up in Tolland. Oh, okay. Um, which so, is was like right near Yukon. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that is closer to Massachusetts. If yeah. I'm it's like right, right next to the Massachusetts line, pretty much yeah. like super close. Yeah. So that makes sense. There's probably a ton more Boston fans in that area. But obviously being from Connecticut, like it is super normal to have mixed teams. And the reason that I am the way I, that I am is that my dad also grew up in Wallingford, Connecticut. And back in like the 70s when he was young, um, he would watch his sports teams on TV and he watched the Yankees and the Giants because he got those teams on you know you didn't have like 300 channels back then you had like five channels <laughs> super weird he got the Yankees and Giants and then for hockey he got the Bruins he didn't get the Rangers he didn't get the Islanders so my dad like grew up watching the Bruins as his hockey team like I don't know if it was Nesson back then but all I know is that he got the Bruins channel back then so he's like yeah he's like he he explained it to me like because I've asked him so many times like how did we end up like this and he's like like, I grew up watching the Yankees and Giants because those were the teams that I got and then for hockey he's like I didn't get the Rangers I never watched the Rangers he's like I got the Bruins so that is how I was raised because those were the teams that were on in my household growing up so obviously you get attached to them and I'm like oh I'm a Bruins fan but then I'm a Yankees and a Giants fan so it's very weird but like even growing up in Connecticut my neighbors um in Wallingford they are um New York Giants and then they're Red Sox Bruins Celtics so they're all in but then they're Giants for football but like it's normal in Connecticut like I never like bat an eye at it or anything so that is I mean you guys can blame my dad for my toxic fandom because (laughs) he raised me that way so (laughs) that's an interesting story I've always wondered that but it's so true in Connecticut though like I know people who are like Patriots and Yankees fans or like Red Sox and something and it's just like yeah like I feel like because like 
if you're in Connecticut, it's like there could be that crossover. Like maybe your your dad likes one team and your mom likes a different team, like for a different sport. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's like maybe people's families like are split like that. Cause my family is like, some of us are Boston fans and some are New York fans being raised in Connecticut. And so that just kind of happens in Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. People don't get it. And then like New York fans hate me because I have that Boston allegiance and then Boston fans really hate me because I have more of a New York allegiance. But I always tell people like the Bruins are my babies, like they're my number one. So like, don't hate me too much. Cause like (laughs) if someone was like, Kaylee, you can only watch one team for the rest of your life. It would be the Bruins. So yeah, I always try to tell people that I'm like, don't hate me too much. Okay. I love my Bruins. (laughs) Right. No, that's, that's good. That's definitely good. Yeah, I've always been just intrigued by that story, but that's that's an interesting one. So it's your dad's fault. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Like I was born this way. Like Lady Gaga says, I was born this way. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, no, I'm definitely really excited for the postseason. I think um, there's a lot to look forward to. A lot of fun teams this year. It'll be interesting to see who the Bruins play as we kind of wind down the regular season here. Um, I definitely enjoy enjoyed this episode. I appreciate you hopping on here with me. Um, just let everybody know where they can find you on social media kind of before we wrap this up. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you can follow my Twitter. Um, it's the number 2-K-A-R-A-S-K for Tuka Rask, uh, my number one ugh, my number one guy. Miss him so much. Um, so yeah, that is my Twitter account. You can follow along. Um, I still try to be active with the tweets, but most of the time I'm working during the games now. So I used to put out way better content. I'm trying, still trying. I will always have some nonsense to say about the Bruins. So you can follow me for that. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, no, that's true. When you're working, you get get busier, you know, because you have to do other things like during the game too. But yeah, definitely appreciate your content. Um, Everyone definitely follow her. Um, Check out her content. Um, both on her personal social media and on the NHL app as well. Um, So thank you so much for hopping on here with me. Um, You know, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, I'll definitely have to have you back on at some point as well. Yeah, when the Bruins win the cup, I'll be happy to come back. We can get get like our Stanley Cup attire and we can both wear it for the episode. Exactly. I would totally do that. But no, I really appreciate you having me on. Gabby, this is great. Um, I had so much fun. So I, I really appreciate it. And go Bruins tonight. Yep. Go Bruins. Um, And I hope everyone has a great rest of the week. Thanks as always for tuning in and I will catch you all next time. Take care, everyone.